This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. again morning all quick dog walk video might be a quick one as well it's all action round here the sugar beet in the fact in the field over there the farmyard to the rear of me they're piling all the straw up to pile the sugar beet in there's tractors going off my dog's only a little bit curious when it comes to that sort of thing so this could be a quick dog walk video we shall see news this morning lincoln city have signed john marquis uh, which are uh, five or six words Lincoln City have signed John Marquis. Six six words that I never thought I'd say. Certainly three years ago, if somebody had said to me, you'll be uttering those words during your spell in League One, it laughed at them. They called them all sorts of names because um, three years ago, John Marquis was the hottest property in League One, bar none. Bar none. 103 goals in five and a half seasons. I think it's 99 in five years before this season a lot of goals a lot of goals um but you know me i like to look for this silver lining on the cloud and if i see a lot of silver lining i try and dig deeper for the cloud and um i'm drawing comparisons between john marquis and another big name striker with a proven track record that we signed so i'll come on to that in a minute so what's the uh, what's the, the 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 deal is six months uh, it's not alone it's permanent my understanding is uh, that we were unwilling to bring in another lone striker at the moment. We've brought Liam Cullen, we've brought Morgan Whitaker, 
Um, we, we, we are heavily linked with a loan defender. We'll see if that comes off or not. That would then take us to five loans with Luis Fiorini and, uh, and Josh Griffiths. Um, and, and potentially, I think we can have six on board, you know, only five in the squad. But if you carry in seven, there's two missing out every week. And I think that does detrimental. Uh, that's detrimental rather to brand blink and certainly in terms of clubs loaning as players. You know, we look like we're greedily collecting players rather than actively developing them. So I kind of understand that. So it's a six-month deal. Now, there will be criticism, I think, from some quarters. Of course there will, because there's always criticism from some quarters. Uh, why a six-month deal? Why aren't we tied into a longer contract? Now, I actually can see a benefit of this. And I don't think this is why it's been done for a second. I think it's been done because John Marquis is a big earner. He wants to put himself in the shop window uh, at the end of the season when he's free to negotiate a deal. Obviously, he, he, he'll, he'll have some regular football behind him. So I think it's probably best for both parties. Um, but actually, I think it's beneficial for us because if you look back over time, how many times? nearly went there. How many times have we brought in a striker on loan who's absolutely smashed it? Uh, we've then signed him, and he just hasn't. And uh, Jay Martin is one that, that springs to mind from many moons ago. People always talk about Marcus Richardson doing the same. I liked him a little bit like the Stone Roses. I liked the second coming album. I liked. Marcus Richardson's second coming, but there was no doubt that he was more prolific on loan. Tony Battersby came to life every time there was a desire for a new contract to be signed. As soon as the security was there, he seemed to fade away. Might be perception, might not be perception. So instead of signing a player for two and a half seasons and, and kind of going in August, well, it took him six months to settle in here. There isn't that settling in period for John Marcus. He doesn't have that. He's got six months to prove what he's worth to make sure that in the summer, a 29-year-old striker like him gets another decent payday. And yeah, it might sound mercenary, but that's football, isn't it? You know, he's going to be looking for his next payday. He's going to be looking for his next contract. Just like if, if you were out of work in six months' time, you'd be doing everything you could to secure a deal for two or three years further down the line. So that means that we should get a motivated John Marquis. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. You know, again, I often talk about my spell writing for Football League World, and he was one of the players that you used to write about in terms of which championship side is he going to go to? There's a news report I've linked to in one of my articles that Sunderland claimed they were quoted £10 million by Doncaster uh, when they wanted to sign him at this stage, I think, four years ago. Um, that's how good he was. And, and look, I, I can't overstate this enough that there was a time when John Marcus was the hottest property in this division, bar none. And you think now about all the players who we've met uh, over the years, the likes of Ivan Tony. He was as hot for Doncaster as Ivan Tony was for Peterborough just a couple of years ago. You know, he's been Portsmouth's leading scorer, I think, for a couple of years. He always scores against us four in five games, I think. You know, you've, this is a big name striker. Now, with big name comes big expectation. Look at Hakeem Adelican. I waxed lyrical about him when he signed. He's found it very, very hard to settle in at Lincoln. So there's always that it might not work out, especially when it's Lincoln City. How many times do we sign a big name striker and he flops? Joe Allen, who uh, in a tweet this weekend said, fuck Lincoln, by the way. Uh, not the Joe Allen that was Swansea, Liverpool. The Joe Allen that was Newcastle, played with Gaza, Beardsley and Chris Waddle, as he told me on Twitter. Um Prolific, came to Lincoln, flopped, left Lincoln, prolific. Leo Fortune West, relatively prolific, came to Lincoln, flopped, left Lincoln, relatively prolific. And if you go back through time, Bob Latchford was another one, Tommy Tynan was another one, Phil Stamp during his first loan spell, 
was another one. And you can just keep going and going and going. Strikers who have scored on a regular basis until they've pulled on the red and white and they seem to, you know, have, have gone to jelly. So it happens. So let's not... Let's say let's not build up expectation. You've got to because you sign a player like John Marquez, irrespective of what Portsmouth fans say about him, by the way. You've got to build him up a little bit. You have, because it is a big signing. Um, it's probably the marquee signing of the winter. And it would have to be a huge, huge signing, by the way, to top this in terms of what the player has already achieved. And for those who complain about the model and say we need experience and we need leaders and we need people who have been around and all that sort of thing, that's what you've got. 29 years old, League One striker for virtually all of his career, played championship football, helped get Doncaster promoted out of League Two. He scores goals. You know who else scored goals? You know who else had got a great career in the, in the lower divisions, albeit League Two and the National League? Big John Akindi. And I actually see certain parallels between that signing and this signing. Um, for instance, Big John had a great goals record, which had slowed in the season before he joined Lincoln. Big John was a player that had been mentioned numerous times about moving up the divisions um, and, and, and hadn't done it. And OK, John Marquis got his move to Portsmouth uh, and Big John kind of stayed around at, at Barnet. So I see parallels. The type of player always seems to score against us. Every time you see him on the team sheet, you think, oh, for God's sake. When you're at the game and you're checking on your phone or whatever, and it, you put um, show scorers on the uh, on the BBC website, and it's, oh, who scored for Portsmouth? Marquis again. You know, I've, I've regularly, and check back over my articles, I'm not saying this just because he's signed, I've regularly said that the forward line of Marquis, Harness and Curtis was, was as good as any in this division on its day. Stand by that, 100%. Um, and I, I think the same about Kindy. I think the difference here is Marquis's lack of goals this season hasn't been because of an injury as Big John's was. Marquis's lack of goals this season has been, he hasn't really gelled, I don't think, with, with Danny since he's moved there. I'm, I'm not sure it's personal. I just think he was a big earner at Portsmouth. By the way, he won't be um, earning anything like what he did at Portsmouth with us, in my opinion. I don't know, but I, I can't see that. Um and I just think that, you know, it, it died away a bit from at Portsmouth. The system that they were playing probably didn't suit him, which is interesting because it's not a system that's massively unlike ours. One up top, two out wide. Really interesting that Michael said in uh, the press release that gives us the option to go two up top with Liam Cullen as well. You know, how many times have we ached just to see two up top at certain games? And I... I think this is a, a signing with a view to killing off games like Saturday, like Accrington, like Hartlepool, like Bolton, where a team has come to, not so much Bolton perhaps, but a team's come to defend or a team's come to say, you know, 60 minutes, right, we're happy with a point here and they've closed the curtain, shut up shop. And then we've gone, oh, we haven't got plan B or, you know, we, we haven't got the players to then affect the game. And I said it with, a, uh, I think Pete's watching, I said it on a chat with my friend Pete yesterday and he said it to me that, you don't have that choice from the bench to go, right, here's something different. You know, Saturday, Cambridge kind of retreated. We didn't then have the option to go, right, we'll bring on a striker to play up front with Liam Cullen. So then you've got something different to think about. We've certainly got that now. Really interesting to see who gets the nod, Cullen or Marquis. I don't think he sees Michael, that is. I don't think he sees Liam Cullen as a, a left-sided player. I think he sees him as a central player. Certainly two strikers, um, both of which 
will expect to start games. And I think that will be where, if there is a an issue with the Marquis transfer, I think that's where it will be, that he'll be wanting to play games. And if those opportunities don't come, for instance, tonight away at Rotherham, can't see us starting with two up top. It's not worth the risk. We may as well be the Accrington, Shrewsbury, Hartlepool that come to us and kind of go, right, come and beat us, come and beat us. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much he plays. On paper, this is the sign in that I say you, probably not you, because you guys who watch me tend to be a little more balanced and reasoned. But it's the signing that a bulk of Lincoln City fans ask for every season. We want a proven goal scorer. We sign a striker, they go on Wikipedia, they go, oh, it's underwhelming. This won't be underwhelming. Go on Wikipedia. You know, the font of all knowledge. Go on there, have a look. It's not underwhelming. Not with the goals he scored. This is your big signing. This is this is what Lincoln City fans have dreamed of. It is, no doubt. Um, but the dream has now become a reality, so let's see how it pans out. I'm excited for it. I think it's a great signing. I think it adds real strength in terms of depth up top. Um, it gives us a, a different option. He's a little bit more robust. I know Portsmouth fans don't like him. I get that. But when Joe Allen left us, for instance... We would have said everything negative under the sun about him had there been the internet and, and things like that, um, rightly or wrongly. I think you know, when other players have left us and then gone on to better things, we would have said negative things. For instance, think about Scott Spencer, arguably one of the worst footballers that we've ever signed, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo for us, went to hide, hit 20 or something in a season. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. And if you were to look at John Marcus's CV, you would say, well, it's only one season at this level over the last six, where he seemingly struggled. And fan perception, fan perception is all, all bullshit anyway, isn't it? It is. You and I, what the week? Seriously, I came away from the game on Saturday thinking, well, Liam Cullen didn't have a great debut. You know, a couple of balls went across the box, he didn't score. And then you look back at the highlights, and actually from a football point of view, he had a very good debut for a young player who'd been with the squad for two seasons. The mere fact that John Akindi uh, was nominated as one of the worst players, worst Lincoln City signings ever, tells you that the the layman fan isn't always right about football. And I'll I'll talk negatively about John, you know, relatively happily because he was a very hard interview, and I think that he was a a, a character that didn't fit with my expectations of a character of a Lincoln player. But what he did on the field, there was no question. Didn't score many from open play, but would we have been promoted without him? Certainly, you, know, you can't say that we wouldn't have been because you don't know who would have played in his position. But if you had taken him out and put in a, a Drew Broughton or a Ben Hutchinson, we wouldn't have been promoted. He did a lot of hard work that season. Perception. Not that he's tearing it off Gillingham, of course, which kind of disproves my theory. So, so that's John Marquis. Whether we're expecting another one today or not, I don't know. I've got a highly unwilling dog here who's just plodded behind me. So I'm going to wrap this up fairly quickly, plus my hands are getting cold. But I am going to go through some of your comments. Uh, so I'm not going to bring them all up because sometimes there's a lag, but morning, Chris. Morning, Pete. Morning, Jimmy Atkin. Morning, Carol. Thanks for watching. Morning, Brian. Action at the LNER. Good to see you. Morning, Gav. Good signing if he can stay fit. Hopefully can bang in a few. Let's face it. A lot of our signings have been good signings if they can stay fit. It's the latter bit in them. You know, imagine if we were going to Rotherham tonight, picking between, and I'll discount Monsma because for me it's a freak injury, but if we were picking between Jackson and Walsh and Poole and Ioma as centre-backs, if we were 
if we were doing that, we'd be in a better position. And Joe Walsh would have been a phenomenal signing if he could stay fit. Tom Hopper has been a great signing and he hasn't stayed fit. So there we go. Kev Green, good to see you, my friend Kev, on Saturday. Long time no speak. Jimmy Newlin, good morning, my friend. Steve, uh, Steve Freestone, don't they say that strikers mature at around 30? Yeah, I'm not sure Bob Latchford did. Uh, Steve Barton, good morning. Brian Rundle, makes you wonder what the Cowleys didn't like about JM to let him languish in the reserves. Gut feeling? Wage. Think that they were restricted in who they could and they could not bring in. I think John Marquis was one of the players that was restricting their budget. They've let him go permanently. I think they'll sign a loan player to cover. They've also got rid of Ellis Harrison this summer, uh, this winter. He was another one who was earning good money. You know, it, it's a clear out. I think Danny's still got a legacy squad there. Um, and, and perhaps next season is the first season where Portsmouth fans will get to see a Danny Cowley side. But that's not Lincoln City, is it? Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I take your point, Bob Bryan. I'm not being facetious. Um, Reese Marshall is one of those strikers that I almost expected to score every game. Me too. The game we went and beat them, uh, was it 1-0 when the, the boy Watmore was sent off on 29 minutes? I remember thinking, you know, we'll draw this if we keep John Marquis quiet. Always was, was the thing. And it always surprised me in the build-up to the games that Portsmouth fans would be saying, oh, I couldn't hit Cal's ass with a banjo, blah, blah, blah. I thought, Four goals in, in at the time, as many games against Lincoln proves he can. And that, you know, for Doncaster, he's utterly lethal. So, yeah, I do think it uh, it's a little bit harsh, I think, um, for to, to just take what Portsmouth fans say. Uh, OK, so Jimmy Newlin, we're back on the Stone Roses thing. I made the throwaway thing about liking the second coming. Um, which I did, by the way. Jim says he'd rather the team play like the second coming any day. It was ambitious and majestic. Ten-story love song, great track. Uh, and Pete is only here to make sure I don't see anything negative about the Stone Roses. I daren't in case John Joe McGovern actually listens uh, after a couple of cans, because I think I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have an argument on my hands. Love the Stone Roses. Uh, Andrew Robinson. Sorry, I've got the sun in my eyes. Morning, Gary. Nice and fresh. Well, let's just say fresh. Uh, looking forward to the match tonight. Hopefully, JM a good signing. Let's hope so. Uh, and Ash. <laughs> Ash. Uh, how many bad man teams will we sign this window, Mr. Hutchinson? Uh, we will have to see, mate. We will have to see. Uh, but I am a bad man ting. It was revealed uh, on the podcast the other day. So that's really good. Uh, Carol, loving the dog walk chats. Exciting times ahead. Thank you, Carol. That inspires me to update my card details because it's just rejected my payment for StreamYard today. Um, so it was a choice as to whether to carry on or not. So I'm pleased that you enjoy them. Uh, Mr. Green. Another great word signing. In the words of Barry Davis, you have to say that's magnificent. It certainly looks a great signing on paper. It really does. Um, Simon, morning, mate. I'm excited by the Marcus signing. Totally, Danny was trying to get off the wage bill. Nick Proctor thinks he could have scored a hat-trick if we'd had him against Cambridge. That's the kind of player we've been screaming out for. You know, these are all opinions from people that I've got a huge amount of respect for. Um, opinions always differ. There will be people who say that Marcus isn't a good signer, but universally, and when I say universally, you're talking 95% of Lincoln fans, I think are going to look at this and say this was a good signing. I think even if Portsmouth go on to sign a former Lincoln player, which would be a shock, wouldn't it? Um, even if they go on to do that today or tomorrow, I think you've got to look at this signing just in the context of uh, Lincoln City, not in the context of who else has moved and where else they've moved. This strengthens our squad. 
massively. My dog seems to think he's going the long way round, and Ash, if he's watching, will doubtless want me back and writing leads sooner rather than later. So I'm going to have an argument that I'll ultimately lose with a shih tzu that's 20 times uh, smaller than I am, uh, and then I'm going to go back to writing uh, leads. Uh, just quickly, morning stranger at home with COVID at the minute. Uh, unfortunately, Neil, that's not good, mate. I hope that you uh, improve, get better soon. And we've played like the Foz at times this season. Let's hope these signings make us play like breaking into heaven. Very good, Mr. Bride. Very good indeed. Thank you, everybody. I will endeavour to keep the dog walk chats up uh, as much as I can. Really appreciate you watching. Uh, see you all soon. Cheers. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.